Hey guys, welcome to the Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Cherie, and today I'm joining you from my living room floor where I have my house all to myself. My kid's at preschool, my husband's at work, my job is closed today, so I have this whole place to myself, and I am so excited. So that means that today I get to binge Riverdale and do dishes and laundry and talk to you guys before my family comes home. Um, Just to give you a little note about the audio, if you hear any background noise or um, my inflection myself and stuff it's because I don't have a fancy laptop and a bunch of microphones with mixers I have a $15 microphone that plugs into my iPhone because I'm that devoted of a fan I can't even get the internet at my house well we can get satellite internet but it's expensive and it doesn't work well and you it's limited on how many gigs you use and we go through it super fast we've tried it and it's not for us so you get me in my iPhone and it'll be <laughs> turned into iTunes via my mobile network, which isn't even that strong. So if you were here, if you're coming here to listen to a Riverdale podcast that has sound engineer quality, you've come to the wrong place, bitches. This is for old ladies who don't have that kind of stuff and don't have the time for that stuff. But we, what we do have time for in Space for is to talk about our favorite show. Just to give you a little bit about my journey to Riverdale Um, I was super into Pretty Little Liars for like seven years. I kept notebooks to find all the clues and I made my family like leave on Tuesday night so I could watch it uninterrupted. And it's my favorite. It was my favorite, favorite show. I will always contend that seasons two and three of that show are my soulmates. But as that show came to a close in season seven, And the episodes got worse and worse. I noticed that a lot of the fans were falling by the wayside. But they weren't just going anywhere. They were packing up all of their family-ness, putting it into a box in a U-Haul, and moving it right over to Riverdale and planting it firmly there. So goodbye, Rosewood. Hello, Riverdale. And I stuck with PLL through the bitter end. I was there for the finale. But I also started watching Riverdale before it ever ended, and I'm glad I did. So I saw all these people making the move. I saw the bustle PLL fan page turn to Riverdale fans. They they just changed the name. They didn't even shut down PLL fan page. They just changed the name to Riverdale fans. So I was like, okay, if they say I'll like it, I guess I'll like it. I'll get over myself and all these preconceived notions that I have about how stupid this show is going to be. And I'll give it two episodes. And if I don't like it by the end of episode two, then... Good riddance. Maybe I'm just not meant for teen shows anymore. Maybe I've just grown out of it. But guess what? I didn't. I love this show. And it is stupid. It's terrible. But it's it's so much fun. It's so fun. It's trashy and awful, but fun. So that's a little bit about how I landed here. I did have a little bit previous knowledge about the Archie characters because as I was... Um, a kid in the 90s, you know, there was everything for me to watch and be a fan of, but probably one wholesome piece of that was um, once a week or so, my mom and I would go to the BX on base. My dad was in the Air Force, so we lived on an Air Force base, and the BX is like our Sears, 
um, she would let me get one thing, and that was almost always a Betty and Veronica comic. And while those comics revolved heavily around those two characters only, there were snippets of Archie and Jughead and Reggie and Ethel and Dilton Doily. They showed up sometimes, so I know a little bit about them. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I did really like those comics when I was a kid, and you know, all of these Pretty Little Liars fans say that they like it, and they're all my age, and they aren't turned off by the guy who plays Jughead is that dork from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, so I guess it's not as goofy as I thought it was going to be, um, and I'm not going to have much to do once Pretty Little Liars goes off the air, because I'll have all the time in the world to not think about A anymore, so... I watched it, and by the time Kevin Keller and Moose saw Jason's body wash up on the shore of Sweetwater River, I was sold. <laughs> Say no more. Even though I'm not into the Betty and Veronica Archie triangle, I feel like that's played out. I hate the Miss Grundy plot line. I am intrigued, and I will say this. It is not nearly as intriguing as the Allison De Laurentiis mystery or the A mystery in Pretty Little Liars. I will admit that Jason Blossom doesn't speak even once in this entire series. We know nothing about him. We just know that he was killed and nobody knows why. I find it hard to believe that he was Mr. Popularity like they tell us he was. He just seems like a creepy guy who is into, um, maybe a little too into his sister and knocked up Betty's sister so that he could get points in some book. I I don't know what to think about Jason. I don't know why I should be invested in his death the way I was in Allison De Laurentiis's supposed death and disappearance. That being said, I still love Riverdale from the bottom of my heart. So this show will go over the episodes in chronological order. We'll go from in you know, from the very beginning to the very last scene and talk about that, um, with a lot of batter, a lot of batter in between. There will probably be some cookie batter in between, but, um, some banter in between. You won't have to listen to just me in the episode recaps. I will have co-hosts, maybe not every week, but hopefully more weeks than not, there will be someone that you'll hear me talking to and we'll talk about this show with. Um, we will, so like I said, we'll go over the show uh, in sequential order as it appears on TV. And then we'll have segments to go over at the end. So the first segment that we'll do is the most Archie moment. And I don't mean the moment that most heavily features KJ Appa or is the most, you know, Archie as a character central. I mean the one, what happened in this episode that was most related to the Archie comics. So is it that Reggie's super into cars or that Betty's good at fixing up cars or when Jughead calls Archie his pal or when Kevin and the pilot says that Archie is swell? Those kinds of things that seem very similar to the Archie comics. That's going to be what that segment's about because those are some of my favorite things. I love when they reference the comics and it's not just Gossip Girl with a... Uh, gray beanie you know when it's when it's um based in that root of the show when when we really look at the big references the second segment that we'll have is 
the best blossom burn. And it's not always going to be Cheryl. So we're not here just to talk about how awesome Cheryl was, even though she is the best. We will talk about maybe something her mother said, because <laughs> Penelope is also <laughs> the best. Or I guess Nana Blossom's back. Maybe she didn't die in that fire like we all thought she did because she wasn't there for the entire first half of the season. Um, but she's back and she had the best burn of all last week when she told Penelope that she should have drowned the twins in a basket in the river like kittens. Even though Penelope's son just died, was literally murdered by her husband five months earlier. Her husband just hanged himself a couple months ago. <laughs> and now Nana Blossom, who's presumably his mother, is telling her that she should should have killed her children because Cheryl's very sassy. That cracked me up. Like, it's so wrong, but so funny. So we'll go over the best parts of the Blossom family, the best burns they have. Um, we'll also do good, bad, funnies. And I stole that from Totally Mommy and the Totally Mommy Facebook group. It's a mommy group that I'm in where we talk about the good, the bad, and the funny moments from parenting. But I think that applies to all life. You know, that could be, you could do that with your day. You could do that with dinner. But one thing that we can definitely do it with is Riverdale because there's always something really good that we really like, that they really nailed, something bad that just fell really flat, like um, picking the saddest song ever as a karaoke song in a biker bar in front of people that you've held a gun up to. I don't think so, man. You should have went with like, I don't know, Cheeseburger in Paradise or something. Something fun, not Mad World. So that was pretty bad. And then Betty dancing, doing her striptease dance to it was even worse. I know it was supposed to be. It was supposed to make us feel really awkward and terrible, but it, uh, it worked. That was effective. And then we'll talk about the funny things that happened. So probably something that Kevin said because he's hilarious. He needs to be on the show more. He, they made him a series regular this season, and I think we've seen him even less than we saw him in season one. A lot of times he's just there, sitting there without any lines. Like at his party, the the Secret Santa party was his party, and he never said two words. So I don't know. It, but he's always the funniest. So we'll probably, the funny might always be Kevin, or it might be, I don't know, something else. <laughs> it might be Josie. So we'll go over those. And then the fourth segment that we'll have is make changes. And that will be what we think we could have done better if we were in the writer's room. And I don't know if everybody else watches TV like this, but I always try to watch it from the point of the writers. Like, what was their reason for doing this? What was their motivation? Is this going to pay off in the end or is it going nowhere? And a lot of times on Riverdale, it feels like that was pointless. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why did she say that? Why did they do this? Why even start this entire plot line just to end it like that? You know, there's a lot of things that fall flat. So I, I think we could um, discuss making changes and see how that, how we would like the show more if, it, if they had taken those suggestions from us simple fans who have never written a script in our lives. Of course, we'll discuss theories on who we think 
the killer is or what the mystery is this year, um, this season, how we think certain relationships are going to play out while they're in choppy waters, who we think is going to get together, who's not going to get together, how they're going to wrap up this school year. Um, will Archie ever play music again? Is that going to be a thing? Or are we just, we're just done with that. So we'll talk about theories for what we think will be coming up in other episodes. Uh, another thing we'll talk about is Sabrina. So if you haven't heard, The Chilling Tales of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is coming to Netflix. I believe they ordered a two-season arc. Um, we don't know anything else about it other than it'll probably be dark and mysterious um, not like the goofy show that we all recognize from childhood. It won't be the Melissa Joan Hart talking cat thing that we all know and love. It might be, but it seems pretty unlikely if it's going to be on Netflix and it's going to be based on the most recent Sabrina comics, which are supposedly very dark and very scary. So, um, we'll talk about that. Hopefully, as that show comes out, there will be some good crossover episodes, some good crossover content. I bet anything that uh, Penny Peabody will be on it because they just dropped her off in Greendale. And she's the one who told them that you don't want to be in Greendale because bad stuff happens there. And that's the town where Sabrina takes place. So I bet she comes back with a fucking vengeance um, as Sabrina comes out and is allowed to be dark and sexy. So I don't think we've seen the last of her, the snake charmer. And then the last, but certainly not the least, I think this will be my favorite segment is Skeet's dadgram comment section. So if you follow any of the actors on Instagram, and I suggest you do, because they're all pretty funny, actually, they're really funny kids and the grownups are great. Skeet Ulrich, who we all know as a very dark brooding guy in his characters. He, he was the bad guy in Scream. He was the kidnapper in the Elizabeth Smart movie. Even F.P. Jones is very dark. He has some demons that he really needs to deal with. He just got out of prison for hiding a body for goodness sakes. So he's, he's a very dark gloomy guy, but Skeet Ulrich is not. He's super goofy, super sweet, overly kind. He always has something great to say on the other cast members' pictures. He's always there to tell Cole how talented he is in his photography. He's always there to tell Imagineering how smoking hot she is, and he is not wrong on either of those counts. But he's just so supportive and so kind. It just it cracks, my, cracks me up and warms my heart when I see what a dad he is on his comments. It's great. I love it. So we'll talk about that. If you see any that you think we should have talked about in another episode, but we didn't go ahead and tweet them to me and I'll make sure we discuss them. Cause I'm telling you it's gold. It's gold. <laughs> He's such a goofy 50 something year old guy. It's perfect. I love it. Um, so that's, that's it for today. I'm hoping another day, either while we're still in this holiday break or after the show um, breaks in the summer, we can have a PLL versus Riverdale comparison. So there's a lot of things that are very similar in this show, and that's why so many fans found it super easy to fall in love with Riverdale after Pretty Little Liars. But there's a lot of differences, too. So... 
Pretty Little Liars had a great mystery, but were often tone deaf. You know, there were a lot of African-American characters whose sole purpose was to make us feel uncomfortable or be the villain. There was a trans character who was a very central part of the show, but was a villain and was crazy, and that's not okay. Um, The entire series revolved around a teacher-student romance, which got to stop happening. I know Riverdale did it too, but they were smart enough to end it after four episodes and kill off the teacher. They were smart enough to say, this is wrong, Archie's a victim, this is, you know, we're going to end this. Where, (laughs) Pretty Little Liars, spoiler alert, Arya and Ezra get married. He should have been a bad guy. It should have been the reason why he was in there with, in the, the jail with Spencer was so that he could be in on it with A.D. Like, how great would that have been? If he was complicit in all of his shit and had to face what he had done. If he was held accountable and responsible for his actions that were bad. That would have been amazing. But... You know, I guess the the writer's room on Pretty Little Liars was just not as woke as they are in Riverdale. They are much older and better at writing a mystery. I will give them that. Um, we might even discuss the fog machines in Pretty Little Liars in Riverdale. How, how foggy it is in Rosewood versus Riverdale. What does Pennsylvania versus Mystery State look like? Um, we So I hope to have that episode... Before that, we'll definitely start recaps. I'm hoping next week to have a co-host join me for um, a recap of Silent Night, Deadly Night, Season 2, Episode 9, the most recent one that's aired, um, so that you can see what our show is going to look like. Even though that episode's been out for two weeks, I'm sure you've had all your thoughts about it already. We'll talk about it then so that... You can see what it's going to look like as the show comes live when Riverdale comes back on January 17th, um, which seems like it's super far away, but it's really not, guys. It's like in two weeks. So this isn't a super big break. You know, PLL used to have like four and five month long breaks. The <laughs> the mid-season break for Riverdale is is not very long at all, and I think we're we can all deal with with that little break. The kids on, you know, Instagram and PLL who make a big deal about it, that I think they're, um, they're mistaken in what a break really looks like. So that's another thing, you know, we're here as adults who have been around the fandom bend. We've been through all of it and we're here to talk about this show from an adult perspective, from a parent's perspective, from somebody who's very busy, from the perspective of people who have experienced life in bills and consequences for our actions. So I think that's it for today. Um, you can find me at Cherie04 on Twitter and Instagram. That's C-H-E-R-I-E-E-04. Again, it starts with a C, not an H. It's not Cherry. It's not Cherry. It's Cherie. C-H-E-R-I-E-E-04 at Yahoo. Or not, well, now you know my email address <laughs> if you want to email me. Um, <laughs> that's my handle on Twitter and Instagram. If you do want to email the show, it is realhousewivesofriverdale at gmail.com. 
you can email my personal account but uh, that I just said on accident, but I'm probably not going to answer you because I delete almost everything that comes to that, to that email address. Um, but if you want to talk about this show, please tweet me or send an email to that Real Housewives of Riverdale Gmail account and we will discuss it on the next episode after I get your email or tweet. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Please rate and review. That helps us get seen by other adult Riverdale fans. Um, we'll probably be damn near invisible for a long time because we don't have any reviews. We don't have a lot of listens. But as you rate and review, it'll help other people find us. So even if you give us one star because you don't like it, because you don't like my voice, or because you think old people are boring and shouldn't be watching the show, or because you think it's trash, or what have you... Just do it so other people can find us. Um, I'm not doing this for, like, fame or sponsorship or anything like that. I just think we can cultivate a good community of adult fans to talk about this dumb teen show and how we can make it better, why it's good already, what things fell flat. You know, we can make fun of some things. I do want to say this. This will not be a show. This will not be a podcast that shits on your favorite show. I promise that. If you see this podcast going that way, tell me so we can stop it. That is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to podcasts that are supposedly marketed as fan podcasts. Um, when people devote big chunks of their time to do nothing but shit on a show and then post it for other people to have to listen to is rude. I, I'm here and I'm listening to you because I like this same thing that you do. So I want to listen to you like it, just like me. I don't want to listen to you bash it and talk shit about it. If you don't like it, don't watch it, right? I mean, I guess that, that works both ways. If I don't like your podcast, I shouldn't listen to it because I don't like what you're having to say. But I think it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy on both our parts for you to host something that lets people come to you as a fan to hear about this thing and listen to discussions about this thing that we both love when all you're going to do is insult it and talk about how terrible it is. We know this isn't a good show. Like, we all know that it's not prestigious and it's not what, you know, it's not critically acclaimed. It's not going to be winning any Emmys or Golden Globes. But it will go on to warm our hearts in some way. We watch it for some some reason. We really like it. So that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about what we really like and not to talk about how dumb it is, even though it is really dumb, but that's, that's not what we're here for. So um, I hope you come back. I hope you stick around and listen to our episode recaps, and I hope to see you around soon. Bye!